Hey everyone, welcome back to Charmed Hard with a Vengeance. Back to the charm hole. <laughs> this week we watched season one, episode five, Other Women, where uh, all the girls are investigating some boys. Yeah, ooh, boys. Ooh. <laughs> All about the boys. Uh, Macy is investigating Galvin's new girlfriend, and Maggie is investigating the guy that she cheated with, and uh, Nico is investigating Trip, her uh, dead partner who was framed for all of these murders. He's history's greatest monster! Ah! What'd you think of the episode, Phelan? <laughs> <laughs> So that's a rousing recommendation, huh? <laughs> yeah, everyone go out and watch this immediately. <laughs> Anytime it seems like maybe they're doing something good in this show, then they like slap you in the face with some stupid. <laughs> <laughs> if it sounds like a good idea, Charmed will find a way to make it stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I will say this. I think they improved in some areas. But they did mm-hmm. some really, really crappy things in this one that makes me not like this episode very well. Yeah, Mel wasn't annoying in this episode, so there's that. Macy, I thought, was a step down from how she <laughs> usually is. Maggie was about on par. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, let's go through this. Um, it, it was kind of a funny beginning. They open up and Macy is having a sexy late night bubble bath. Yeah. And Harry, who is living with them now, which is just a thing from in this episode, um, he shows up in the bathroom. With like, a machete. A, yeah, like it looks like he's going to murder her. It's like, what? okay. Did they show us what he was holding after that? No, I don't think they did, because it clearly looks like a weapon. Yeah. Like, it was like a psycho shot. Yeah, definitely. And, like, even if he needs to use the bathroom, clearly someone was in there. Like, is that how you're going to approach? Like, because you need to take a shower? And why were they both trying to take a shower at one in the morning? Is this a normal time for two people to be bathing? And why doesn't Macy, who's living in a house with now three other people while Harry's staying with them, lock the bathroom? Yeah. (laughs) She says, okay, I quote, late night bubble baths are my safe space. (laughs) (laughs) That is not what a safe space is. Can you guys just stop? (laughs) I think that was the only really bad one this episode, Mm. Um, trying to shoehorn in something that's not what that means. But it was very weird. Like, she could have just said, like, okay, this is just a thing I do for comfort or, you know, like, everyone is always using the shower, so no one's really going to use it this late, so that's why I I do that or, you know, something that would make sense. Mm -hmm. I did like that um, Harry was being kind of, like, gossipy with them, Mm -hmm. like... (laughs) they're all out there like in their pajamas (laughs) he's like oh what are you gonna do about paka (laughs) (laughs) like he's a teenage girl or something yeah (laughs) i liked that he was kind of uh sloppy in this episode (laughs) (laughs) hanging out in his underwear and pajamas and stuff and just doing normal things i like that um in for the most part that the charmed ones were weren't treating him like a a dickwad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I feel like there was less treating him bad just because he's a dude. Yeah, there's just one weird moment where they call him in for help and then 
Maggie shoving him out of the room once they're done, which was oh, like yeah, kind yeah. of pointless. <laughs> but other than that, I, I felt like it was better in this episode. They seem like they like him at least a little bit. <laughs> yeah, though he has become like their personal chef, apparently. <laughs> Yeah. That's why they want him around. <laughs> <laughs> he's really good at cooking, so obviously he's going to open a bar soon. <laughs> <laughs> the light wider becoming their personal slave. Isn't that just the way? <laughs> him and Macy spend half the episode half-dressed, huh? Mm. There's two scenes where they're in pajamas or underwear or towels. Mm. This happens frequently in this episode for some reason. Yeah, I guess so. Just worth noting. (laughs) (laughs) I want to point out also, all of Maggie's outfits um, extraordinary in this episode. (laughs) She's definitely trying to be the Phoebe one. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of adore her wardrobe, though. I'm not going to lie. It's that that wonderful kind of tacky to me that I'm into. There was Mm. only one this episode I wasn't really feeling. Yeah. I cataloged her outfits. Uh, let's see. I got it written down here. <laughs> okay, she, <laughs> she had a she had a striped dress with checkered earrings that looked very 80s. I was into that. She had a, a red leopard print dress yeah. as she was carrying gap bags, like <laughs> three or four different bags of clothing as she was coming in. Um, but she also had, uh, when they're at the club... This, like, plaid dress over some mesh, and it had ruffles on it, and and apparently it was separates, because she took the skirt off and just put pants underneath the plaid top later. (laughs) Yeah. Mm, I don't know about that one. And, like, that one, (laughs) even um, Galvatron's boyfriend, Cyclonus, said, like, oh, I love your outfit. (laughs) Feeling it. You go, girl. (laughs) So, you want to talk about the Galvin storyline, then? Good old Galvin Klein? Yeah. Galvin got himself a man, or a woman, I guess. And, um... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. If they had... If they had made him gay or bisexual, like, at least he would be more interesting. (laughs) Because, like, (laughs) he has a girlfriend, and they set up this completely predictable plot where she seems too perfect, and then Macy and Maggie both think that she is a succubus of some kind because she's so perfect, and and Macy's kind of jealous, and they go investigating, and of course it leads to a faux pas where she's not really evil. Yeah, there's still something weird on him because they like point at his weird glowing tattoo marks or something. Like, Mighty Galvatron, what is that? What? <laughs> <laughs> it says Galvin Klein. Is that his name? <laughs> um, I'm gonna say my guess is that this is a new power of Macy's, like some sort of premonition or able to see things like uh the frighteners you know how you'd see like numbers on people's foreheads and their next that's my guess because macy is the only one that can see this so it doesn't appear to be a a witch thing because maggie couldn't yeah i like all she had to do is go over with a magic napkin and like rub the symbol on it to get an imprint of it (laughs) what was that about well magic (laughs) napkins (laughs) I love I love Galvin always has to be wearing like shirts that show off his sides. And yeah. He's gotta show off that dad bod, you know. Uh, it's a ridiculous spot to be like showing. Like I don't even know how that was showing really. 
Because he's, like, wearing a tank top, but, like, somehow it's open down the side or something. I think it's supposed to be one of those kind of 80s tank tops that go, like, all the way down the side. Okay. There's some kind of low-cut ones like that, but it, it they didn't show it that well, so it was a little confusing when she hugs him and it's open. Yeah. Like a hospital gown or something. Mm-hmm. It's coming off to, like, I don't know, Macy is like, I'm more interested in him now that he's got a girlfriend. Is <laughs> like, mm. Oh, sure. I mean, I, I didn't mind that story in itself. There was times where it came off a little bit creepy. Yeah. But, like, one of the reasons that they think that she must be a, a succubus, this new girl, Summer. Because no one would desire Galvin. <laughs> I know. Why is, why is he suddenly, like, having two women fight over him? That'd be like if they're fighting over a sack of flour. I mean... <laughs> and they're... Uh, <laughs> They're like, he's acting tired and not like himself. <laughs> How can you tell? <laughs> he's so boring. He's just as bland as ever. Yeah, it was like, she says that too after they have a conversation at the club, which is kind of awkward because he wasn't expecting to see them there. It's just yeah. kind of like, so, uh, Galvin, you're here with your new girlfriend. He's like, yeah. And then he kind of yeah. leaves, and it's like, the only mm-hmm. thing that was different about that interaction was he didn't hit on you. So if you're thinking, <laughs> like, oh, it's so wrong, he should still be hitting on me even when he has a girlfriend. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, that's the only difference here. And, like, they're acting like they had some big fight or something, and really all that happened was she didn't act that interested. She said she had some things going on, and he went, oh, man, guess she's got a schedule. Well, I'll date someone else. <laughs> like, there's nothing exciting about any of this. No. <laughs> uh, Macy was hanging out with some of the other, like, scientist nerd friends or whatever at the club when she's spying on him. Mm-hmm. A couple of, like, no names that who cares about. But, like, they have that really bad nerd writing where they start a conversation where they're like, you answered those questions like you were seven of nine rerouting a warp drive. <laughs> they said that? They did. Oh. I wrote it down because I was like, what the f- what? I missed that one. <laughs> Voyager. Mm. Classic reference. Seven of nine symbol for feminism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of their clues, too, about this, like, um, summer girl is, <laughs> Oh, I gotta get Galvin. He's so handsome. <laughs> <laughs> She's summer, all right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They see that she's got a tattoo on her lower back that is a couple of wings. Mm-hmm. And they act like this is a symbol of evil or something, like wings and a tail. Maggie even says that. She even goes like, oh, I knew tramp stamps were the symbol of evil or something like that. Like, that, I think, would be the most common design mm-hmm. used in a tramp stamp would be wings. Like, they're, oh, this means something. Mm-hmm. Why would that mean anything? And it doesn't because it predictably it was nothing. Mm-hmm. That, that lady took it pretty well that they came in like casting a succubus a spell or whatever like mm, all right well i guess you're drunk or something <laughs> you guys drunk or stoned like uh whatever mm. i can't tell you how many times i've had someone cast a succubus spell on me it happens <laughs> wow galva's so handsome <laughs> he's just bland enough to be cute yeah yeah <laughs> i love you summer Yeah. (laughs) I'm gonna get the Matrix of Leadership. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think you were out of the room for a second when this happened, but the, the guy from the end of the last episode who stole the paint can in the Elder World or whatever, mm-hmm. he shows up at Macy's job and introduces himself because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's the CEO of some science thing or whatever. And his name is Alistair Kane. <laughs> Could you have a more villain name? Like, be suspicious of that. Like, Alistair Kane, maybe he's up to no good. (laughs) And he's teamed up with this guy who shows up. He looks like Richard Spencer. Like, immediately when I saw him, I'm like, this guy looks like a white supremacist or something. And he... He, he smokes into uh, yeah. into Trip's grave. Yeah, the Lin Kuei come in and they're like, we've got a brand new plan to get them smoke! <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Let's never use smoke again. Hey, I learned my lesson. <laughs> he shapeshifts a bit and stuff. He turns into a Trip, history's greatest monster, to... Knock out Nico and try to burn her with green fire. And then Mel mm-hmm. comes in, makes the classic mistake of trying to freeze green fire. Everyone <laughs> knows you can't freeze green fire. Idiot. Magic faux pas. <laughs> they say later that green fire is hellfire, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense that there are some things like demons yeah. or other things like their magic won't affect it and it makes it a little harder. So I don't have a problem yeah. with that. And I think like hell's probably starting a green initiative. So it makes sense. They'd have green fire now. It's their green season. By the end, they're going to go to China for the final <laughs> runway. <laughs> This is about the environment. Let's go to China. They're the most green country we know. I I am going to explain this for the audience to avoid (laughs) in-joke fatigue, but (laughs) there was a season of America's Next Top Model where it was their green season, and they had like a green bus, and they made a big deal out of it. And then when they went to another location, another country at the end of the season... They go to China. It's like, <laughs> could you pick a worse candidate for your green season? Why they have to wear face masks because they can't breathe the normal air? Can you, Lordy? Uh, <laughs> so tone deaf. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love too when um when Nico is at uh, Trip's grave with Mel. She's like, I can't believe he did this. It just seems like he wouldn't do it. Like, I guess in my time, I've seen Trip do some things that even Trip wouldn't do. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) I'm quoting Lost Skeleton of Cadavra. (laughs) (laughs) Guess in my time, I've seen a bear do some things that even a bear wouldn't do. I was like, did she really say that? (laughs) No, she didn't. I was was being facetious. (laughs) But she she does come to the conclusion that Trip was like onto something big and was framed. Mm-hmm. So I guess that makes her the world's greatest detective. Like immediately she's like, Mm-mm, something smells fishy here. Doesn't doesn't pass my smell test. <laughs> and Mel's trying to throw her off the entire episode. That's why she puts on his tombstone in loving memory of history's greatest monster. <laughs> um, I really feel for Mel though because she really is in a shitty position. 
Like, I feel for her only so far, because <laughs> we definitely have yeah. things to talk about. Uh-huh. But initially, uh, she is in a really terrible position because she can't tell Nico her secret. But at the same time, the elders did a really, really shitty thing, framing yeah. her partner for all of the deaths. Yeah, that's really messed up. I guess the elders are dicks. Yeah. So she's stuck between a rock and a hard place. And um, Nico figures out that... Uh, that Trip would have been keeping some of the evidence that he'd collected in this fishing cabin. Mm-hmm. So she goes to get it and takes some pictures. And that's when the shapeshifter shows up as Trip to get this DNA evidence from her that she has with her and, and sets the fire and tries to kill her. Mm-hmm. So now he's got the evidence and Nico's got a target on her. It's so dumb, though, because they try to kill her, but they don't think about her phone at all. Yeah. Like, Like, how good are these assassins? (laughs) They're like, we're not even going to check that she took any photos. It's classic smoke blunder. (laughs) Oh, man. What if the phone had survived the fire, even if she didn't? You know, she died of smoke inhalation, and then they found the the phone on her. The demons only care about one thing, and that's uh, paint cans. Yeah, paint cans and green fires. And green fires. And smoking, because smoking is cool. Don't they know smoking's bad for you? It's <laughs> really the message of this episode, I think. <laughs> Don't smoke. <laughs> no smoking, only murder. <laughs> Looks like this plot went up in smoke. No smoking, only magic roofies. <laughs> <laughs> he's the world's most incompetent assassin, right? Like, he's bumbling through this whole thing. He sha- shapeshifts into a nurse, and he's got, like, this giant, like horse syringe full of mutagen yeah thinking that's not suspicious (laughs) that's all right i'm just gonna mutate her into a giant rabbit when mel calls harry into that scene like she's trying to freeze him but she's having trouble so he's sort of stuttering through trying to like use the needle on uh, nico Mm -hmm. and harry shows up and she's like harry and he just grabs him from behind just wrestling with them and i'm thinking like what powers do white lighters have that are helpful in this situation that mm-hmm. witches wouldn't have? Yeah. Like, like, he can teleport in, but, like, what are his abilities? I don't know. I don't know what all his powers are yet. It's not defined very well at this point what white lighters can do. Because, like, the healing thing is very helpful, but I don't know about in combat so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're genetically pacifists, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> So they can't uh, do they can't use combat except for like sword battles because they're genetically <laughs> pacifists. Yeah. I mean at least it helped to have someone there to be backup in this battle. So. Yeah, it was just basically having like a second person around, mm-hmm. but because she can call him and he'll immediately be there. This episode too made me question about like them calling him at inopportune times, because they call him like when he's ironing his pants or something so he yeah. comes in his boxers and like so if they like call him and like he's on the toilet he'll just come in like mid crap and <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a mid crap leap the turd falls out of his ass as he comes in <laughs> <laughs> the demon slips in it. <laughs> Real comedy of errors there. They must have to clean that waiting room a lot. 
Corn and leap. <laughs> Wait, are you saying like every time someone leaps in and quantum leap, they shit their pants? <laughs> Could happen a lot. <laughs> what do you do if you're just in the middle of something? All of a sudden, you're the Fermi suit is just covered in brown. <laughs> I would imagine. Like, yeah, you're just going through your life, and all of a sudden, like, maybe a white flash, and then the next thing you know, you're in a giant blue room. <laughs> like, even if you weren't already mid-doing something, like, you might after that. <laughs> Ow, what took you so long? We were cleaning up shit, Sam! It was everywhere! <laughs> They projectile vomited all over me. <laughs> These suits are expensive, you know. They're dry clean only. <laughs> you know, they never showed us all the leaps where Sam leaped in, where they were on the shitter. You know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Do you think it's his own shit or their shit? Like he he leaps in, he's he's got to finish their dump. Yeah. <laughs> but if like, and then if they're finishing their dump, they're like on their side, then it's in the waiting room. <laughs> they got a, a, like a closet full of Fermi suits because yeah. they got to replace them every time. Yeah. <laughs> Ruining all of their onesies. Yeah. I'm glad we're going off on a tangent about quantum leap. <laughs> um, maybe, okay, I'll, t I'll turn things around. Maybe... <laughs> Maybe that's why Harry gave up his memories of his old life as a white lighter, because he was shitting his pants all the time, and he was <laughs> extremely embarrassed about his loose bowels. Yeah. <laughs> it was his own choice. It's not even a white lighter thing. He's just like, oh, I was an embarrassing person. I worked to get my old memories back, and then I remembered I didn't want them. Mm. Well, that sucks. <laughs> I find I find this a very interesting uh, change to the white lighter mythos that they don't have memories that are previous lives mm -hmm. um, because that gives us an opportunity to explore something like that later. Um, but also, you you kind of have to wonder, especially with how shady the elders are, mm -hmm. what Harry's life was like before that because he says he knows he died in some heroic way that the elders noticed and that's why he's a white lighter, which implies like powerful witches make white lighters. Which is a little confusing anyway. Yeah. Um, but what if he wasn't a good person? Like, what if he did something shady for them? Or what if, you know, it, it wasn't even something like that? Like, what if they killed him or they did something <laughs> shitty and it, it wasn't like that at all? Mm -hmm. Like, it's interesting to think about what his life was like before he was this person. Yeah. And how do you restart your life? You know, like, all of a sudden you're a person who's like a guardian angel or whatever and you have no memories of of who you used to be and now you're in charge of these other people you like got your memories back you didn't like who you were <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's almost like yeah. um do you remember there was that episode of charmed <laughs> when, uh, when leo had to choose between his life with the charmed ones with piper and a li life as a white lighter and they wipe his memory and just drop him into Texas. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Q is showing up like as a trucker, and they're trying right. to like influence him to the side of of evil. <laughs> yeah, the evil good guys. <laughs> Don't go back to the evil churned ones. <sighs> it's really this, stupid this choice of evil and evil, really. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this was a good step for this show to take to just say that the elders are the bad guys to begin with. 
Mm. Because they really were, like, just complete dicks. Well, I mean, they're still, they're not saying that yet, but I mean, they're... They framed someone for murder who was innocent. Oh, yeah, but they're still listening to them, so they haven't, like, gone out on a limb to say, like, we are now against them. How much do you think their mom knew about this stuff? Was she into shady dealings, or is this sort of like a, a corrupt system, you know? I think she's the head of the whole thing. You have to destroy her <laughs> and you'll bring the elders down. Destroy the head and you'll destroy the body kind exactly. of Exactly. But, like, you know, when <laughs> death is only the beginning, she'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> With Grandma Ghost. They're more bigoted, anti-men, anti-leprechaun than ever. Yeah. <laughs> the leprechaun resistance will rise up with them against the elders. <laughs> the mom has already been back like uh, three out of five episodes. <laughs> yeah. um, before we get into the really, really shitty stuff of this, I, I do want to talk about um, the Maggie Parker thing. Mm-hmm. Um, she is asked by the sorority girl who I already forgot the name of. I think it was Lucy or something. She's pulling a football away from Charlie Brown when Maggie comes in to talk to her. Wah-wah. Oh, good grief, Lucy. <laughs> she, all of a sudden, they're turning it around like Lucy is a is a is the good guy here. Like, she's certainly not in the wrong, but she was still a major bitch, too. She asks uh, Maggie to investigate who Parker could be cheating with. Mm-hmm. And Maggie's even reading her mind and like laying it on real thick, yeah. like I'm glad I can trust Maggie, <laughs> <laughs> which is like she seems so two faced before. It seemed weird that she yeah, was thinking that. Definitely, it was it was like they were really laying it on thick with the guilt trip there, and they don't need to do that. Like everything is not always so black and white. It doesn't mean that Lucy wasn't the wronged one. But she doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm so glad that you're my best friend, Mark. Elisa <laughs> is my, my girlfriend or whatever, you know. You can yeah. have more nuance than that. And then Maggie's thinking first, like, I can just blame this on Trip. I'll say Parker was making out with Trip. Trip did oh. everything. <laughs> Stupid good old boy, Trip. Kill Parker off. He was in on it the whole time. <laughs> just anytime they don't like someone, they just say that they were in on it. <laughs> Throw him in the in the same grave. <laughs> Maggie has this line where she says, "You know, I could have found some other way to distract him other than kiss him. I had feelings for him. I'm the real bad guy." Which, on the one hand, it's nice that they acknowledge that, but on the other hand. Parker's still a bad guy, too, because mm-hmm. he's still macking on her, yeah. even in this very episode. So um, she was in the wrong to do that, but it doesn't mean that he wasn't. Mm-hmm. They're both bad guys in the situation. Yeah, they're both idiots. There's like one point, too, where she's like, uh, like she's talking to Parker and he says something about being together. And she's like, oh, I can't do that. To good grief, Lucy. And he's yeah. like. He's like, yo, that's one of the reasons why I like yours. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> why is she acting like Lucy's like her best friend or something? She's a total bitch. <laughs> she, it just seems like it's just because she wants in the sorority, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think there was any like real relationship there. Yeah, so it's just selfishness on uh, Maggie's part, too, that she's like, oh, well... Lucy's kind of in charge of me getting into the sorority. 
<laughs> don't want her to be mad at me. Well, they end that by the end of this episode. Like, she's kicked out of the sorority, and she admits what she did to Lucy. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that they did that. Like, I thought that was mature of the character to say, like, look, I fucked up. I should tell her what happened. Mm-hmm. Like, I- I'm glad that they acknowledge that. I thought this was going to be a long-term thing, and I was really annoyed. <laughs> mm. I'm glad she even said, like, I could have distracted him without kissing him. It's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I-, I thought that was a better way to-, to handle this thing. And if they should go forward with her and Parker later, because I'm sure that he's not going to be with Lucy anymore after that, mm-hmm. like, at least it it won't be when he's dating someone else. Yeah. I feel that's a better way to go about this. Mm-hmm. Even though I still don't care about stupid non-guitar playing <laughs> Parker. So, the Nico thing. Mm. <laughs> you know what Charm does best? Messing with time. It's five episodes in, and they're already messing with time. Which is like, just... The worst thing, Charmed is terrible with their time travel plots or their time switching plots or Which whatever. Is why like, it was the whole finale of the original series. It was the yeah. worst that they, and it was for such a non, it wasn't a good reason to be doing this no. because Nico keeps getting attacked. Mel is like, they're just going to keep coming after her. What if I cast a spell so that yeah. she and I never met? Yeah. I, I like, though, that Harry, like, describes the smoke thing. He's like, it's like the Terminator. It'll, it'll be back. <laughs> Did he say that? No. <laughs> oh, I was like, are they trying to make him that hip, too? Is this like the Joss Whedon syndrome? Like, everyone makes pop culture references? <laughs> it's like the Terminator. <laughs> you ever seen the Terminator? <laughs> First time I saw that, I shit my pants. Smoke's kind of like that. <laughs> Uh, by the way, Mel, I'm really into smoking now. Harry, smoking's bad. Oh, you're right. It's not very green. <laughs> like hellfire. This is too soon to be doing any sort of story like this. Um, To be like, we're going to wipe someone out or we're going to do this. Like, it's weird that we're five episodes in and it feels like seasons have happened. Mm-hmm. Like, they're moving way too fast with any of this. And the fact that she goes to that conclusion super quick. Like, yeah. I gotta cast this spell. And, like, I gotta I gotta change this. Like, yeah. it was so quick. They stopped, like, one attempt on her life. And then she's like, oh, well, I can never stop it again. I guess we well, gotta... Well, it was two attempts. It was two. The fire and the right. smudge. Yeah, but... Okay. But it was still two, not very far like, into this. Yeah, like they stopped two attempts and then they said, oh, well, I guess we, it's a lost cause. we got to rewrite history with a spell so that we never met. And this is awful. Mm-hmm. I hate plots like this. Um, yep. Because it, it takes away the consent from the person who is having their mind violated, basically. Even if you're changing history or whatever, you're still taking them out of the equation. Yeah. Which is so not fair, and it's a really awful thing to do. Yeah, it's an awful thing to the character. It's also awful to the audience, because, like, no one likes watching, like, anti-continuity things like this. Like, that's always irritating when it's, like... You watch an episode and you're like, oh, and then at the end we do something so this never happened. You're just like, 
oh, so this was like a big waste of time. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, we don't know if this is going to be a continuing thing because uh, IMDb can be kind of unreliable. So mm. it still credits the actress for all 13 episodes. And I hope that they do fix this or go with it you know rather than just saying nico was a mistake yeah it also <laughs> it kind of feels like that like if this is the end of her it's like this is us like getting rid of her like she was a kind of a beginning idea of like her glasses like anyway uh she doesn't have glasses actually uh the glasses weren't the problem she was get rid of her i like they acknowledge that they're looking at facebook and they're like oh she's wearing those fake glasses again yeah <laughs> like, maybe don't draw attention to that really bad change of continuity yeah i'm glad like this is the one point where she gets uh macy and maggie involved in her plot to cast their like little roofy time spell to get rid of nico (laughs) man it was terrible and they were acting like this was so sad and tragic like nico crumbles into dust in front of her and and they're like oh no not now yeah it's like okay we're still five episodes in. Yeah. We don't have any attachment to anyone yet. This no. means nothing. No, like, <laughs> she's she's about, like, neighbor Dan level. Like, Nico, <laughs> Nico was the neighbor Dan. She wasn't Daryl. She wasn't Andy. She was stupid, greasy, butt-crack-poo-flap neighbor Dan. <laughs> she was worse than neighbor Dan. She was cousin Jenny. Because yeah. <laughs> that was only one episode more than Jenny was in. It was just who was written out because they had no reason for her to be there after four episodes. Yeah. And um, this reminds me a lot of, I don't know if you were thinking of this. They had a plot on Buffy with mm. Tara's character where they wiped her memory. Yeah. Like Willow kept wiping her memory and then but she finally calls her out on it. that was treated as bad as it was. Yeah, like when she yeah. found out, she's like, you've been wiping my memory? Like it's a violation. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what this reminded me of, except they acted like it was super okay. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, and I don't know what they're going to do with this because like they, they have this thing where like Mel loses her job, so like history's been changed slightly. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's like they change their mind about stuff or if there's going to be further repercussions. Did Mel, like, look at her bank account and, like, suddenly it was a lot lower since she hasn't been working? <laughs> like, did... Well, she might have another job. We don't know that. Yeah, like, <laughs> she, like, go into her old job and then is like, hey, you uh, didn't show up. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> did you even realize that she worked at the school until this episode? No, not really. <laughs> I thought she was a student. I really didn't know that she, she worked there. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably been dropped in dialogue that it missed, but... Sure. But, like, stories like this, another reason that they bug me, and and, uh, this will just be determined going forward whether this is the case, but a lot of the times when they do things like this, it's because it's bad writing. Like, writers are just changing their mind, and rather than, like organically try to move this in a different direction they just go like well this didn't happen (laughs) like they did stuff like that on supernatural remember like dean had a girlfriend and he had a son she had a son and then like they write them out with a memory thing and uh, so many shows do this and it's always infuriating yeah it's so annoying Doing something like this, let's say that their idea is that, like, history has changed now and, like, for the worse because they did this or slight differences or whatever. Again, 
it's five episodes in. We don't mm. even remember the original history, but by yeah. changing it, like, wh- who cares right now? Yeah, like the sappy music, like, it's so undeserved. You can't act like this is <laughs> so sad. Like, we as an audience don't care. Like, Mel as a character cares about it, but we yeah. don't because Nico's barely done anything except be around Mel yeah. And, like, say, oh, my partner died, that sucks. I don't think he was history's greatest monster, but I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of these things that they're trying to do, uh, they don't take the time to earn them. Mm-hmm. Messing with time, too. Like, Mel's so sure that this is going to make Nico safe. I was laughing about imagining them doing this dumb spell and changing time and then like she looks it up and is like oh yeah nico shot in the line of duty <laughs> like that would oh be she's terrible. dead yeah like you do all this you're like oh wow i guess <laughs> she was better off having a chance oops <laughs> <laughs> Because, like, you don't know. that, Like, you don't know. You, you could be changing things for the worse by messing with time. You don't know how things will unravel. You yeah. change one little thing, someone could be in a different place at a different time, and things could end up really bad. Yeah. Well, I think that's kind of the point they're making, though, because the butterfly effect leads to all sorts of unforeseen changes. And I oh, do yeah. think they'll have other things to do with that. Whether it's I, anything significant, I don't know. But I just think it would have been way more poignant if you're going to do that. To like have something, maybe you don't need her dead, but something bad <laughs> happened to her immediately. Like, and you're like, oh crap. Yeah, I think there's probably going to be more to it than that. But like, maybe she was shot and like she's in a coma or something. Like, done. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook status in a coma. It's yeah. complicated. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know oh. what I mean? Like, just like, oh, she, cause, especially because she is just so sure that, like, this would make her safe and, like, that would be, like, the ultimate, like, oh, this is not something to mess with. This is really bad. Besides, yeah. her just like, oh, no, I have a different job. <laughs> I mean, she is a cop, so she is in danger a lot because exactly. she, she investigates homicides. Is that what she does? Because, or I, I is it one of those, so. like, every job cop where they just investigate anything yeah i don't know she doesn't invest investigate cinnamon bagels that's for sure (laughs) nico has never eaten a bagel in her life (laughs) tv is make-believe but then in the changed history facebook status loving these cinnamon raisin bagels (gasps) bagel gate continues (laughs) Inside jokes. Okay, so. <laughs> what, are, what are your final thoughts on this episode? Horrible! But in the original history, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I give this a big <laughs> out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> Not a great showing. Messing with your history five episodes in is really shaky and doesn't show a lot of confidence. Yeah, yeah. Not a not a great look, Charmed. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll see you guys next time on Charmed Hard with a Vengeance. Uh, go ahead and give us a, a like or a subscribe or a comment or, or a, a downvote if you didn't like it. <laughs> I'm going to do that right now. Yeah. In the original history, they gave us upvotes. 
Not me. I hated it. I'm Calvin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you, Charmanders, next time. Yeah. yeah.